And so good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. This is Coffee Conversations uh, with Father David. And I'm Deacon Bob. Deacon Bob, how are you doing? I'm doing well. The sun is out. The wind is really strong. Yeah, you know. It's not snowing. Indeed, you got a little Padre Pio book. Yes, Padre. Good old Pio. So I know we talked. We talked about Padre Pio a little while ago. I don't know if that movie came out. You know what? I I remember them advertising it, but I never heard what the the response was to it. So I don't know. Yeah, I think it was more of an independent movie. I think it came out in theaters, but um, yeah. Yeah, I think it was like one of those small release ones uh, or independent. Yeah. Sorry, I squirreled a little bit. I was looking out the window. It's a rather windy day. Indeed. (laughs) And uh, I see the light pole, like, (laughs) like waving back and forth. We have this uh, little playhouse in the backyard covered up with a blue tarp. Yeah. And um, I looked out this morning, and the tarp was like a parachute. It was Mm. just, it was just blowing up. So. It's pretty windy out there. Yeah, I guess uh, it means the uh, the weather is going to change here. Probably by the time the podcast podcast comes out this weekend, I think it's supposed to be a little cold. It'll be cold, cold and snowy, cold and snowy, which is good. It's Christmas. It's Indeed, snowy. the what is it, the fifteenth already? Yeah, Whew. that's pretty well. Yeah, I saw yeah. you were working on stuff last night. Uh, <laughs> what were you working on? Indeed, you know it's 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 all or nothing with me. Uh, I guess I've noticed whether last time whether we were staying up late and working on the the, the finances, oh, right? The right? Spreadsheets, <laughs> or it's uh, cranking out all my Christmas cards. So I've gone and gotten into that habit over the years since seminary. I think doing actual Christmas cards. I don't write them out all at this point because I have a lot of different people from people I grew up with, my home mm. parish, different parishes I've been to, just a, a few people here and there, but it adds up. And, um, yeah, so I, I kind of have it typed out at this point, but it's still, you know, <laughs> doing all the organizing. Yeah. So do you send any Christmas cards? You know, I send texts. Um, <laughs> I know it's not real personal, but for me, like, I'll reach out to somebody, especially if somebody's having surgery or something like that. Oh, sure. You're, um, you're good. You're good with like the really, the constant kind of the stuff. The follow-ups. Yeah. Cause yeah. if I write a card, then... There's not a lot of follow-up. Now, my dad still gets cards, Christmas cards from past priests. Do you do the typed-out letter no. this year? Yeah, some priests will do, like, a yearly update. And they'll uh-huh. give, uh, there was uh, one priest. He got one from, famously, he talked to him. He was, yeah, he was an old priest. He was talking, a, lot, a lot of things that would come up with dealing with later-in-life reality. Did you ever get Father Pollers? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Later, he would just kind of talk about later in life realities. Uh-huh. Of, you know, my favorite is when he wrote about his dog surprise. Oh, I I think Father <laughs> Steck got him that dog as a going away present for Father Steck. Yeah, it's like here's the dog, the dog like caused an accident on the freeway, oh, and it my was gosh. just like it was crazy. <laughs> surprise! So, but, <laughs> but I always loved his uh, his email or his Christmas cards. Oh, it was it was always a joy to receive. <clears throat> Yeah, no, definitely when you send a card, it, you have to have invest a response, right? And we don't normally do that. Now, we don't, yeah. we don't necessarily take the time. I think it's, I, I'm, I suppose I'm biased. I think it's a, I think it would be a good thing to do. This, I know I probably mentioned this last year, but one of my resolutions was to write more letters. Yeah, how'd that go? Uh, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be a resolution this year. You know, it's a, a re-resolution. A re- hey, that's good. It's good to you know recognize where you've been, re-enter the journey, right? That's kind of kind of the thing of life. 
Uh, but yeah, I, I want to do that this year. You know, just with some people that I have co corresponded with in the past, and maybe some new people, just to say, you know, just just, just share a little bit. I don't know. It's a human thing. Yeah. It takes time, but it's a human thing, I think. Yeah. But those are those are all done, and I was done in Akron on Tuesday and helped help the parents get up the Christmas tree. So we're all, oh, that's good. We're all set. So we do a we do a live tree still. Oh, that's good. We're not doing a live one this year. We haven't gotten our Christmas tree up yet. Oh, we yeah. have the outside lights on, and my son-in-law took down the Christmas decorations over the weekend, and Debbie got like the inside up, but we still haven't gotten the tree up yet. So. Yeah. Do you keep it up until Epiphany? Or, um, or you're just late in, the, late in the game, or do you keep it up for a while? Well, the red part comes into play during uh, <laughs> Valentine's Day, and the green part comes into play like St. Patrick's Day. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it doesn't come down till way later. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Do you, so, do you do Elf on the Shelf? You know, um, we did last year with the grandkids, but Bert didn't seem to come to our house this year. <laughs> I think he was still in Bert? a box somewhere. You yeah. named him Bert? Isn't that his name? I thought uh, that I was know. his Maybe name. Maybe it is. I, I, I don't, don't know. know. Bert on the shelf. I just, I just thought his name was Elf. Maybe it's just ours whose name's Bert. I don't know. <laughs> I have to ask. Yeah, There's all these special rules. <laughs> I, I don't do things like that real well. It's like I accidentally touched him one day, and we had to oh, send Santa yeah. a note or so. I don't know. So I just try <laughs> to stay away from it. <clears throat> oh, so. that's good. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah, we're entering the last kind of weeks of the weeks of the year. Mm -hmm. And uh, so for, for the podcast today, we kind of. Um, well, maybe we could do our little announcement first. So on the last week of the year, December 29th, it will be, is going to be our 100th episode. Kind of crazy, right? It is crazy. We've been doing this for just over just over two years. November of 2020, we started. And uh, that'll be our 100th episode. So we were thinking, we've been thinking about something you know, fun to do, kind of mark that, kind of mark that time. We just passed 7,500 downloads too. So thank you everyone who's been listening uh, and passing the news along. We'd love to pass, pass more along, but we want to do something fun. We want to do a live recording, not the, the podcast won't be live, but uh, we'll do an in-person recording of our hundredth episode location, uh, TBA. Um, I'm going to get on that, you know, right after this. So uh, we're trying to look at a venue to have it at. We don't know if it's going to be there. Uh, and if it's not, it'll be in the community room here uh, at the parish. Uh, we'll probably do 7 o'clock on the 29th on that Thursday. And uh, we'll gather, you know, and, yeah, we'll kind of make it a fun event. We'll maybe have a couple little snacks if people want to be YOB. You know, we can – it won't be coffee. You can bring coffee stout maybe if you want. Um, but uh, we'll kind of have it a, a fun time to celebrate uh, the podcast and anyone who wants to come out uh, and watch the recording. Yeah, you can you can do that. So it would be fun. Yeah, it'd be really good. Yeah, but uh, otherwise we're getting uh, so before that we'd have two episodes. I think we want to do a part one and part two, kind of bringing some things together. So we've been in this Advent season, right? And um, what's uh, what what two things are are Advent about? And waiting to, to coming. Yes, we, oh, we're waiting for Jesus' second coming, and right. we're remembering Jesus' birth. But we're living in the in-between time of experiencing God with us, the here and now. Right. Well, I suppose that, that that works even better. It's not. Yeah. I suppose it's two uh, the two comings of. Uh, uh, it's really the three comings of Christ. And we remember the one that happened in history. You know, two thousand years ago when Jesus came into the world, 
uh, as a little baby in a manger. We anticipate his second coming uh, at the end of time, which will be, which will include what? You know, his glory, his mercy, uh, and his judgment. And then there's also the third coming of Christ, which is the one that's happening right now, which is the, the one where Jesus is present to each and every one of us and uh, wants to share wants to share his life with us. And, and that and that means our, our whole life can change. Mm-hmm. So, so that's uh, so we kind of got that going on. And then the other day we celebrated the feast of Saint John of the Cross. You know much anyone know anything about Saint John of the Cross? Not a whole lot. Um, yeah. I, I know we talked about the dark night of the soul. I thought he had like yeah. three p- progressions that for sure were so really interesting. Yeah, so Saint John of the Cross is a uh, he was a Spanish priest uh, and spiritual writer, mystic. And uh, so I learned about St. John of the Cross and or the Carmelites. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Carmelites, it's a, a religious order uh, from uh, Mount Carmel. And uh, I learned a lot about the Carmelites and uh, St. John of the Cross from uh, now Bishop Woost, who uh, was a professor at the seminary. He taught liturgy and sacraments and spirituality. Uh, and the Carmelites were very close to his heart, so we <laughs> so we heard about them a lot. And, um, but... They're a really profoundly spiritual um, order, and they've really graced the God has graced the church uh, a lot through their their writings and things, and they talked about the spiritual life uh, as a kind of a, a journey, and there's kind of three stages of the spiritual life. So what it means to be um, spiritual people? What does it mean to be uh, journeying towards heaven in, in, in a sense? And they talked about. You know the spiritual life having three parts. Uh, we'll, we'll, we're going to kind of talk about the three of these over the next you know two episodes because there's honestly a lot to kind of talk about and and unpack. But the first would be uh, the purgative stage, or like think about purging, right? You know, so going through our closets, going through our things, kind of mm-hmm. purging out things uh, that don't need to be there that we don't want to be there. The second stage would be the illuminative stage. So think about illumination. So bringing light, uh, bringing light to something, uh, filling it. Uh, and then the third stage would be the unitive stage or uh, the stage of union that ultimately the life of a Christian uh, is about uh, not just following Jesus, not just about following his teachings, his things. That's important. Mm-hmm. But it's about coming into a relationship uh, with God. That actually God's life and our life come into a union. Uh, And that would be kind of what it means to be a saint. So there's a lot to unpack (laughs) kind of like in all of that. So um, my grandson's going to bed one night. mm -hmm. And that's usually when all the really tough questions come out. Yeah. So my daughter calls me and, and she goes, well, Xavier asked, like, how do you go to heaven? Mm-hmm. And so she kind of didn't do the three stages that you just talked about, but she did do, you know, loving yeah. God, loving your neighbor. Yeah. And she kind of went on for a little bit and he finally just stopped her and said, no, ma, all I want to know is, do you go up like a balloon or do you get sucked <laughs> up like a vacuum cleaner? <laughs> yeah. what, what did the ascension it's look like, like right? Uh, like, so how do I get to heaven? How you know? fast did Jesus travel uh, when he got sucked up into heaven, right? So I think when we, when we asked that question <laughs> totally. of, how do we get to heaven? There's a whole lot of different dimensions to yeah. that. Yeah, and this is answer. one way of explaining it. And mm-hmm. yeah, this is a more complex way, maybe, of explaining it, uh, for sure. 
Yeah, but I think it's I think it's to say that we're not just kind of stumbling through life, kind of figuring this stuff out. You know, um, getting to heaven isn't simply like you know throwing a dart at a dartboard and like oh hopefully we you know we did the right things. You know, God has revealed to us ways. Uh, this is an intellectual way of explaining it, um, or an a smart idea kind of way of explaining it uh, but that it, there is a plan there is and kind of related to last time you know talking about finances and budgets that it's not just we're not just going from going through life shooting from the hip but that there's there's some thought you know to this there's there's a there's a plan you know well and i think it's like it's how do i get to heaven is like how do i learn to love my wife you know there really isn't yeah, there isn't a how-to manual of how do I grow deeper in my relationship with somebody, but there are stages that you go through. Right. Um, yeah, and it's not like this; these stages will be a math problem, right? right. You do no. this, and then do this, and then do this. These are different um, aspects of our of our lives and the the journey of our hearts through life that show us kind of what God is doing, you know. So. Yeah, because I think even in a human relationship, you go through the that purging stage, you yeah. know, like what, what in my life is annoying yeah. this person? Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's that illuminative stage of what can I do to make the other person complete? And mm-hmm. they say the same thing about us. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and finally, it's just, you know what? I can just sit and be with my wife and, and know that we love each other and there's not any hoops to jump. It's just being there with that person. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So we'll we'll kind of flesh out those more uh, next time. I think this time we just kind of want to focus on the first part, um, which would be the purgative stage. So, um, Saint Teresa of Avila and Saint John of the Cross, uh, two of the main Carmelite mystics or writers, uh, they said uh, the soul's chief concern uh, at this stage of perfection, because you know in the scriptures Jesus says what you know be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect right mm-hmm. um, he doesn't say be, strive to be me- mediocre <laughs> he says you know strive 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 to be perfect just get a C and it'll be fine C's <laughs> de- get degrees right he said in this uh, this stage of perfection is an awareness of of its sin uh, sorrow for the past uh, and a, di- a desire to uh, expiate the offenses uh, against God so to make resolutions to grow, you know, in holiness, right? Uh, not that we're, we make up for our, our entire past, because that's, that's through God's grace that that happens, but, you know, to make resolve to move away from those things, right? And, and so I just, we want, I just suppose we're going to just talk about sin a little bit. I know it's not everyone's maybe favorite topic, but, uh, but something we do need to acknowledge, you know, as a part of the spiritual journey that uh, the reality of sin exists, that we don't always live uh, in the ways that we should. And I think, you know, this reality of coming to an awareness of sin, and then what does a healthy view of sin, you know, what does that look like? So I think we were talking just a little bit before about an analogy with kind of three parts, and we want to kind of bring those together. It's like, what is, if we want to purify our lives, we want God to purify our lives of sin, you know, what, what should be the perspective we take? And the, so the first one would be using a microscope, right? So say we're staying in, standing in front of the mirror, you know, looking at ourselves. You know, the first one would be, you know, using a microscope. And in this sense, 
we we would acknowledge you know sin exists but it would be kind of like this hyper focus you know that we're hyper aware that we're we're not good that um or that we don't do good things or we we said this to this person we did this thing we didn't do this you know and there's this kind of hyper awareness of of sin do you ever see those magnifying glasses that are like huge on or like those round mirrors that have a magnifying glass on one side yeah and you flip it over and it's like a normal mirror Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of like that same idea is you magnify that tiny little zit mm-hmm. or pimple wherever it shows up and that's the only thing that catches your attention. Mm-hmm. That sin is kind of like that. We get focused in yeah. on that one thing. Yeah. And sometimes we can obsess and we can and mm-hmm. it's maybe asking ourselves like why am I obsessing about this? <laughs> you know, if if this is a struggle for us. You know, like, why am I you know making this a thing? Maybe we're dealing with some kind of insecurity or some kind of fear, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's important to to kind of kind of know know or see kind of why we're why why we're doing that. Mm-hmm. So that would be kind of the 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 first sense, like that we would be kind of have a, have a hyper awareness uh, of sin, which isn't necessarily a good thing. Uh, even though we might see that, it's n- it's not all there is, right? Uh, that there's there's more things. There's God's grace and God's mercy and. There's a lot of good things that are going on in the world. It's not, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not all, it's not all bad. Uh, the next, and kind of the opposite end of that would be, not using a microscope, uh, but using a telescope, <laughs> right? When you're looking at something that's really close, what, what what happens when you try to use a telescope when you're looking at something very close? Um, that would be pretty big too. Um, <laughs> unless you look through the other end, you look through the big end, out through the little end, well, and everything right, seems right. like tiny, tiny, tiny. tiny. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what would it, what would it be? It would be much closer, I would think. Yeah. Well, it'd be very blurry. Yeah. Right. You wouldn't really see. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't see any if you use a telescope to look at something very close. Yeah. It would be it would be very blurry. So and why would that be? Because it's meant to look at something very far, far away, away, you know, the, the scope is very large, mm-hmm. right? I'm kind of extending my hands mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of out. You, you can't see that, but uh, Deacon Bob can. Yes. Right. So it would, it would be meant to see kind of have a, have a 20,000 foot range, you know, view. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe this could be characterized as, um, you know, the opposite end, if we're hyper-focused on sin, it's like, well, you know, God's mercy and grace are, are huge and, you know, we don't have to really worry about sin and, you know, um, you know, and we can explain away different things as to why people do what they do and, you know, uh, accountability can kind of maybe dissolve uh, a little bit. And sometimes I hear people go, you know, well, I haven't killed anybody. Well, that's a pretty low bar. I mean, yeah, <laughs> right, know, it's like, right, right. all right, but how are you like being nice to people or caring for people or right. sharing God's love with people. And I think this is I think this is where we ask for the grace to come to awareness of sin. And we do admit the fact that we are imperfect and 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 may and maybe we're imperfect in more ways than we realize. To say that is not to 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 shame ourselves, but it's to say maybe there's more ways that I sin than I than I than I realize, mm-hmm. and and I, I I experience this maybe talking with people sometime, you know they might be in their late fifties sixties and uh, they might make a comment and I've I've heard this more than once but like well I don't really deal with sin anymore you know, <laughs> and I think maybe the thought is like well I haven't done anything really big you mm-hmm. know 
Um, I'm not in my in my teenage years or my my angsty teenage years or, or my twenties where I'm really kind of getting into a lot well, into a lot of obvious things. Mm-hmm. And and praise God, you know, and praise God. Maybe some of those past things aren't a part of our life anymore. That's that's beautiful. That's grace. But to acknowledge that doesn't mean to then say like, okay, well, but there are other things, you know. And the truth is that each and every one of us sins every day. We're prideful. We're we're angry. We're we're greedy. We're and and it's 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 important to acknowledge that. Um, so we don't want to have a, a twenty thousand foot view. What would be the third way? What would be maybe um, the middle way or a good way of of looking at sin in our lives? Well, if you're standing in front of a mirror, you would want to use your own eyeballs. <laughs> and if if you need, probably mo- a lot of us have glasses, right? <laughs> I always find I look better without my glasses on. I don't know. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it kind of it kind of looks kind of like blurry, and I don't see all the imperfections. You know, <laughs> that and is like put them on, and it's like, oh wow, that, that, <laughs> it's not as not as blurry as I thought it was. That is nice. <clears throat> Did you always wear glasses? No, no. Um, I just kind of enjoy the blurriness sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't wear uh, I didn't wear, I didn't wear glasses until I was ordained, pretty much. Oh really? I always had twenty twenty until. Um, 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Lost to 2020 and 2019. <laughs> I never, never thought, never thought about it that way. But yeah, so, um, so in that, with that kind of image, what's that like? So we acknowledge that sin exists. Mm-hmm. We have, a, we have a sense and an awareness of it. And and what would the glasses represent? You know, it's not this 20,000 foot view where everything's blurry and kind of, you know, sin doesn't, doesn't really exist at all. But it's not this hyper-focused where we see every follicle, every mm-hmm. zit, every, you know, every imperfection. But that we have some distance from it. And what would the glasses represent? That I think they would represent God's grace, God's love, and God's mercy. But also the truth kind of wrapped up kind of all in that. And, mm-hmm. and those things can't be really be separated that God does want us to grow in holiness and he wants us to move away from sin in our lives. But it's but we also see the whole picture, you know, of us, right? Mm-hmm. We see we see our face, we see our arms, we see, you know, we see everything. We don't just hyper focus on this one point. And and I think that would be something of the middle way of an appropriate maybe understanding of sin. Mhm. Yeah, and it's it's not that God wants to fry us or smote us because yeah. we've sinned. It's all about um, God's love for us, and sin blocks that love. Right. That we can't see God's love because of whatever that sin is. Mm-hmm. And we can't see it fully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, and the the scriptural story that always comes to my mind in, in regards to this is the woman caught in adultery. Mm-hmm. Um, that, um, yeah, she's struggling with sin. And this is maybe a more obvious sin that's become public. But truthfully, there will be other things behind that. You know, that wouldn't be the only thing that she would be dealing with or struggling with. Or or, or, or the rich young man, right? Mm-hmm. You know, or maybe on, on, the, on, on the male side. You know, it's not just a female thing, right? The, the female or the male will, will be representative of all, of all of us. That the rich young man, you know, he goes away sad because he has many possessions. You know, he's holding on to many things uh, that he can't let go of in order to to follow Jesus. But in either situation, Jesus is always looking him on, looking at them with love and with truth. It's both of those things. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that idea of what do we let go of? Whether it was the rich young man, 
with all of his stuff or the woman caught in adultery with whatever sin yeah. caused her to do that. My favorite scripture quote is from Romans. I think it's chapter 5, verse 8, that says, While we were so sinners, Christ died for us. Mm-hmm. That, that God's love is always there. And once we realize that, then you want to start letting go of those sins that get in the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, and ultimately, um, so all of these stages of the spiritual life, it's God doing the action. It's, mm-hmm. it's God bringing us into union with him. It's not, Christianity isn't about muscling, it's about surrendering. Right. So we want to surrender our lives to God. Part of that, that first part of that surrender is coming to realize the ways we need to surrender, <laughs> you know. And, um, and yeah, so that's kind of the, kind of the first, first stage. Talking about sin, sin exists, it's real, we need to be aware of it. And even asking for the desire to grow in awareness of our sin, not just to beat ourselves up, but to then offer those, be able to offer those things to God. Mm-hmm. And if you screw up, you say you're sorry and trust in God's love and God's forgiveness. Right, right, um, right. And that's how, that's how, that's how we move forward, so... So yeah, <clears throat> just so, uh, a little bit about uh, a little bit a little about sin today. Uh, then tomorrow or tomorrow, well, next week, <laughs> we'll talk about love and, and union with God, kind of these two parts of the spiritual life, and and then we'll try to answer the question: How do you get to heaven? Do how you do get we... sucked up like a vacuum cleaner, or do you drift <laughs> up like a balloon? Exactly. So... <laughs> we, we, will, we will try to have an answer for that next week. We'll do a lot of research. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, <laughs> we can go back to the go back to the source. I have to go him. back to Xavier who's yeah. 5 and say, "So, what's your thought?" <laughs> See what research he's done. Mhm. All right, everybody. Let's uh lead us out in prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Good and gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of this day, the gift of our lives, uh the gift of uh the Carmelites, of John the Cross and Teresa of Avila, those who've gone before us and received your love. Uh and received um knowledge of the way forward uh, in our lives as we pursue heaven, as we pursue uh, relationship and, and union with you. Yeah, it's going to bless us on our Advent journey. Continue to open our hearts uh, to you uh, and to each other as we anticipate the coming of your Son, Jesus. We ask this all in your name. Amen. Amen. In the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, everybody. Our prayers for the Advent journey, and we'll uh, catch you next week. And we'll pray that you can be aware of God's love and God's grace and God's forgiveness. Bye. Bye.